views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super, super welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. And yeah, thank you all for hitting me up about Cher from last night's Billboard Awards. But that actually isn't the talk of the day. Talk of the day, I think, was Drake, Benny. Drake. No kidding. Just knocking everybody out of the out of the ballpark. Well, there that's good. I that. did see him and who was it? Uh, her, the other Canadian uh, national, uh, Celine Dion. I guess they were yeah. having a little uh, back and forth behind the scenes and uh, stage. Yeah. I mean, that's just two Canadian greats right there. So you gotta love well, it. Well, you know what? I guess he did is he broke Adele's uh, record for the most amount of awards, and you know, and and then you know, so I got to tell you who my idol is, though. Cher, mm. 71 years old. Still pushing it. Out, whoa, I'm telling you. <laughs> what the, I'm, I, I'm, she's like my idol. That's it. That's good. I like I want to be, I want to be Cher when I grow up. Just be you. You know what I mean? Be you. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what today's show's about good. because, yes. you know, we got Jessica Laurie joining me here mm-hmm. today. Rewrite your life. Discover your truth through the healing power of fiction. And that's what I love about this. You know, if you were to step back and take a look at something like the Billboard Awards, right, that were on TV last night, you know, you can sit back and imagine what it's like to be those folks. You can even imagine how to have uh, those people characterized by the other players in their lives. So when you think of Cher, do you actually even see anybody else in her life? But here's what I love about this. You know, discovering our truth and discovering it by living in a world that is outside of ourselves sometimes taps in to the fire within us. So for those of you that beat the doors down over the weekend to get to the movies, to watch the alien movie, what the heck were you thinking? But today we get to chat with someone that asks us and begs the question, are you ready to rewrite your life? Are we ready to discover our truth through the healing power of fiction? And what is it about fiction that even might come close to how an author may actually be living their 
lives. You know, today I am so thrilled to be talking with Jessica because kind of a couple of reasons. One is writing has never been my strength. But today I'm a little bit more, if not a lot more, inspired by what she asks us to look at in this fabulous, fabulous book. Not only that, she lays this out beautifully in terms of how to create a scene. How do we discover this healing process? What is it we want to bring to the forefront? And most importantly, how can we bring a message forward that not just heals ourselves, but can heal others that's why I do what I do. Jessica, thank you for joining me here today. It's great to have you on the show. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. You know, I've got to talk with you a little bit about this. Um, first of all, I love the book. And one of the reasons I love it is you take us step by step, example by example, you lay out actually worksheets for us. You give us very specific emotional examples of what it could be like. I got to ask you this question. What is it about telling our truth in this way now that is so relevant in the world we live in? And thank you for joining me here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, you know, I think there are so many ways to tell our story. And the most the most obvious one is memoir. You you write up you write a straight up uh, accounting of what's happened in your life. And I found that writing fiction is even more transformative. And if you use uh, your fears and your shames, uh, your experiences, and you spin them so they become powerful fiction, you can then find the real truth in them. You can find the real heart of them in a way that I couldn't do trying to write mm-hmm. memoir. Yeah. And, you know, in the first, what, three minutes of the show, I already mispronounced your name um, because here, here's what I, I know. You're both so funny uh, because I, I have a friend whose whose last name is almost spelled exactly the same way as yours. And I could not in my brain flip my switch because I just kept saying his name. And so what I love about this is I get to be on air and be exactly who I am, even if I mispronounce your name. But here's what I want to ask you. Why is it so hard for us to come to the table with our truth? Yeah, you know, that's such a phenomenal question. And thank you for saying the kind words about uh, how the book walks walks readers step-by-step step through it, because yeah. it is an intimidating process. If, if mm. somebody says to you, tell me your truth or write a book, uh, most of us would just shut down, because once you see the truth of yourself, uh, your, your life has to change, and almost always in positive ways, but it's scary. Change is scary. And so I find that writing fiction can be a really entertaining and safe way to control your story so you don't have to just drop right into it uh, uh, whole cloth. You know, here you are, right? You are um, you're critically acclaimed, right? You're out in the world. People are hailing the work you do. Um, you're a tenured professor and creative writer in soci- sociology, right? You know, you are so out in the world being you. I got to ask you this question. In the words of Lady Gaga, were you born that way? 
<laughs> I love that you brought it full circle. You know what? I am the absolute biggest chicken you will ever, ever meet. And I, I was not born this way. And, and in fact, I was raised in uh, the Midwest where we do not tell our stories. We do not share uh, our darkness. We uh, show just a perfect face toward everything. And we're, and we're mostly pretty passive. And that was encouraged in my family. Um, but it was only through writing that I was able to realize that's not who I wanted to be. I wanted to be more authentic with myself. I wanted to live a fuller life. Uh, like you, I realized that outwardly I looked successful, but inwardly I wasn't doing what I wanted to be doing. And so writing helped ease me ease me into that. And when I gave my TEDx talk last June and I had to stand on that stage uh, on that red circle and share the most deeply personal story of my life with uh, strangers, that that almost crushed me. But I think I think there is something to be had in the world if we all share our stories, which is why it's so important you're doing what you're doing, because once we're all our full ugly selves, we can have much more joy in our life. You know, um, I want to ask you this question. You know, I, I think that there are so many people that listen to the show and have listened to it for now about for, for 14 years. And, you know, the feedback that I get is that folks want to be inspired beyond what their day-to-day lives are. And they're willing to go to pretty much any length to do that. Um, the hardest part, though, is the healing power you touch upon in the book. Mm-hmm the healing power, healing, because many of us do have things to heal. And I got to ask you, how important was it for you to make that point in this book? Oh, it was absolutely crucial. And when I first wrote, when I wrote Mayday, which was my first published novel, Mm -hmm. I wrote it uh, as I was recovering from my husband's unexpected suicide. I did not Mm. know he was depressed. I, um, we were newly married. I was pregnant with uh, our son, and it it completely turned my world uh, uh, upside down in the worst way. And I found my brain cycling mm. and spinning, and I found myself sinking into depression for the first time in my life. And I couldn't allow that because I had my son in my body, and so I had to keep myself healthy. And I, I came to writing out of desperation because if I let it pour out of my head onto the paper, it wasn't poisoning my body. And so I just wrote and I wrote and I wrote my way out of uh, that absolute dark space. And I didn't know the science of it until afterward, um, until much afterward. But there's deep, profound, valid science on how healing it is to write about our experiences, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. Uh, it, it can really transform us. Yeah, this is one of the things that I want to talk about when we come back. The journey, the journey to write, the journey to bring a story to life. What does that feel like? How does it that the author not only is inspired to change others, but how is it that somebody can take what they know, take what they write, and how can they not change themselves? This is what we're going to talk about when we come back. My very special guest today, Jessica Lowry. <laughs> Look, I did it again. Lowry joining me here today. When we come back, 
What is it that gets released? How does it get healed? And what is it about this fabulous book that will help you bring your story to life? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com. Discover the healing medicine from the giant monkey tree frog, Cambo. Cambo practitioner Ginny Rutherford and professional psychic Todd Rolson have come together for lively discussions of alternative healing medicines from the Amazon. Ginny and Todd bring you Cambo Talk Radio. Tune in each Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific to hear from guests all over the world with real life stories and the medicinal benefits of Cambo. For more information, visit CamboKiss.com. Curious about the meaning of life? Do you want to deepen your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. The school also organizes group meditations each year to benefit humanity. Whether you're just beginning to reflect on the spiritual side of your life or are a more experienced spiritual seeker, the school warmly welcomes you to join our group. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit esotericstudies.net. That's esotericstudies.net. Hey, 
everybody. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Pat. You're listening to us on Transformation Talk Radio as well as the Dr. Pat Show. And, you know, I just want to say that we have two copies of Jessica's book to give away. Um, And it's Jessica Lowry. And she and I were joking a little bit about that. But um, I'm going to make sure that all of you know how to find out more about her. Um, You know, Jessica, two things. What is the best way for people to find out about you, but also to get a copy of your book as well? Yeah, thank you for asking. My website is www.jessicalowry, so J-E-S-S. I-C-A-L-O-U-R-E-Y.com. And I do have a magical, beautiful website. Uh, and then my, the book, Rewrite Your Life, Discover Your Truth Through the Healing Power of Fiction, is available wherever books are sold. Awesome. So here's the, here's the question. I couldn't help after finding out a little bit more about you but also after reading your book, and and I and I read the I read the books. I don't just bring people on for an hour and then make up stuff to talk to them about. I actually do read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how you did this. And one of the things I asked you was, will this book, if I followed it, would it work for a nonfiction? Would it work for kind of a memoir? Yeah. Can, yeah, can you tell absolutely. us about the book and the process? Because you've done something extraordinary for somebody like me. Yeah, thank you. Because absolutely, you have a story uh, that deserves to be told. And the more people who hear it, uh, the more healing can happen. And so in the book, which does work for fiction or for memoir, and honestly for short story as well as a full-length uh, book, it takes the writing process. And it breaks it down into really manageable steps. And so it starts with a table that shows you how to take all of your life experiences and figure out which one of those has the most resonance to focus your book around. And then it breaks it into steps. So instead of writing a book, you are uh, fleshing out a character. And then you're choosing a setting. And then you're writing a scene. And so you don't have to be, you don't have to consider yourself a gifted writer to write your story. Okay. I asked you a question before the break. I know that doing this radio show, um, uh, um, how should I put it? Doing this radio show for, for 14 years has changed me. Every time I get ready uh, to do the show, I feel something different. Then I have a conversation like the one I'm having with you. And I'm different always, even 14 years later. How has becoming you and writing, how has this changed you? What have you learned along the way? Right. So I have, so I have a story to tell. So I have a, a, a dog, an eight-year-old boxer named Junie. And Junie was born in April, and we got her in June. My son named her <laughs> Junie. Uh, the first year we had her, she was in perfect health. And then April, her first birthday, she uh, one morning couldn't get out of bed. And she was her whole, whole back of her body was quivering. Uh, I rushed her into the emergency vet because it was Easter weekend, and that was the only place open. They did x-rays, uh, did, took her blood. Junie was absolutely fine. They gave us some pain pills, sent us home. It happened again the next April. It happened again the next April. But now I'm at a new vet, and this vet said... What he thinks was happening is that every the anniversary of, of Junie's birth, every year she relives when she got her tail lopped off. 
Because if you're a boxer, when you're born right away, they just chop off your tail. And so every year she's got this pain that she remembers, even though she obviously does not have a calendar. Uh, but, but animal bodies store pain, whether it's memory or whether it's physical pain, uh, so that we avoid that in the future. So it's got a biological advantage. We don't want to uh, rush up again against things that will be painful to us. So our body stores that. And unless we find a way to release that pain, whether it's from losing somebody we love to the end of a job, the end of a relationship, whether we find a way, if we don't find a way to release that, uh, it stores in our body and it's triggered in ways that we can't expect and, and maybe can't identify. So maybe we feel anxious the same time every year and we don't know why or depressed or we're overeating or drinking too much or don't have the social life we'd like. Our body is storing these painful memories. And if we can uh, cohere them, if we can create a story around them, even if it's a fictional version of what we've experienced, it allows our body to release those memories. And so they're not holding us back anymore. Yeah. You know, what have you found is the most challenging part of 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 writing whether it's you know jessica whether it's you doing the writing or you working with others you know mm -hmm. to help them i mean here you are your professor creative writing sociology all of the above right mm -hmm. what do you find are perhaps the greatest challenges you see in people literally bringing these stories forward yeah, you know, it's such a good question because it's it's never the writing talent. It is all about showing up. It's the hardest thing you can do is show up and make that commitment to your own personal transformation. And so today uh, I woke up and I'm, and I'm writing and I try to do it at least five days a week. I'm working on my 16th book uh, wow. and it's not, it's not any easier than it, my first book. And in fact, it's, it's harder because I, because now that I, I have a following, I, I feel like I could let people down if I don't do oh. it as well. Yeah, with my first book, I didn't know any better. I didn't know, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have the sense to be as scared as I should have been. And so <laughs> it, it, it never gets any easier, uh, but it always, always is worth doing. And so I do find, whether it's a new writer, whether it's a seasoned writer, it's simply showing up and having faith in yourself and being willing to... Uh, to dive into the darkness uh, to see what you can find. You know, I look at my past and people, um, I shared a little bit during a break with you, um, you know, people ask me, how am I able to talk so lightheartedly about, you know, uh, uh, your mom committing suicide when you were mm -hmm. six and being homeless at 17? And, of course, there's a whole bunch of other things in between that. And, you know, I look at things differently now. I haven't always, but I look at them differently. So one way I look at them is I got the experience of having a very loving mom who uh, was so loving. The world was too hard for her. And then having a stepmom who was absolutely the master of perseverance Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, I think everything I've learned in life, I learned selling hot dogs from a hot dog <laughs> cart. <laughs> so I don't know that what I have to say is all that interesting, right? Oh, my how gosh. You, you know what I mean? How do you help people get past the idea that they're not good enough to tell a story? I'm like you. 
I get up every day in front of, uh, you know, thousands of people and do this radio show. And I, all I keep thinking about is, oh, my God, what a disaster writing a book would be. <laughs> <laughs> I am literally on the edge of my seat listening to you talk about your, your terrible loss and the inspiration from your stepmother. And I want to know what you learned selling, <laughs> selling a hot dog. And I know I'm not alone, but you, you make an excellent point in that many people say, uh, I don't have a story worth telling. Right. right. It's boring. And even right. if even if uh, I've had a couple tragedies, it's not I'm not a famous person. I'm not a rock star. I'm not right. an actor. I'm not a politician. And so uh, there is so much power in the quiet moments and in the quiet stories. And you're you're listing what what you've experienced is such a perfect example of that. And so you might not think it's that interesting, but to the rest of us, this is this is the life we're living. We're all on this planet together. And the more authentically we can we can share our stories, uh, the more we can be cautionary tales for others, but also uh, the more we can commiserate in our shared experience. And so I think that it never feels uh, I would hope there's never the arrogance of I've got a story that people really need to to hear. I think there's actually strength mm. strength in saying I have a quiet story. Um, I'm going to explore it. I'm going to see what's there. Yeah. I mean, I was, as I'm reading your book, and for those of you out there, when we come back from break, I'm going to, we're going to give away our first copy. What you've done is you've actually used uh, stories and shared stories to describe situations. I mean, uh, clearly, uh, you know, I was reading one of the stories in the book, you know, that was about an individual that uh, was in the Iraq war and then Vietnam mm -hmm. war. And I'm just, re I'm just reading these and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm a little confused now because I want to know more about this story. Yeah. And I want to know more. And isn't that kind of the key? with that level of authenticity that really captivates an audience, right? Absolutely. Being your authentic, vulnerable self is, I guarantee it's going to, people are going to be interested in it. People respond to that. It, it changes the frequency of everything. If we can all just sort of uh, share who we really are, it, and it's not easy. I don't think that it's ever going to be easy, mm -hmm. but it's a really powerful experience to share are simple stories because I think stories are the binding agent of our culture throughout history. And first it was oral stories and now it's written stories um, and, and they draw us together. Yeah. Um, in the, the thing that I love about what we're talking about here today is I do believe everyone, every, everyone that's listening has a story. Mm -hmm. I believe everyone has something to, to say and tell. When we come back, I want to talk with you, Jess, about what is, from your perspective, if there were three things that you can encourage us all to be doing, what would be Jess's top three? Rewrite your life. Discover your truth through the healing power of fiction. Uh, Jess Lowry joining me here today. When we come back, we're going to give copies of the book away. And what is my Dr. Pat's dreaded, dreaded word when it comes to writing? What is the word every time I hear it? <laughs> I am in a hot flash, 102 degree temperature, full born. Stay tuned. We'll be ready. We'll be right back.
Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit SpiritFireRetreatCenter.com. Thrive is what we experience when our mind, body, and soul operate as one. When we thrive, we excel on all levels. Thrive is the mindset that matters. It is essential to our being. Have you ever found yourself looking for the instruction manual on how to thrive? You'll find everything you need to help you feel strong, powerful, and peaceful in your own body. So don't waste any more time. Visit thrivebygen.com today. Tune in to Dynamics of Diversity Radio, scripting the new narrative for immigration with leading experts, Kripa Upadhyay and Steve Tanijo on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will remove the noise that often accompanies discussions on this topic and share a new perspective on the dynamics of immigration and diversity, ever reminding us that together we are all at the core of innovation, excellence, and positive change. Visit OrbitLawPLLC.com for upcoming topics. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. When your body is awakened, your spirit comes alive. Dana Canetto is a transformational guide, embodiment coach, and spiritual mentor assisting women in realigning with their truth and embodying who they are by connecting to the wisdom of their body. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show Network for Body Divinity Radio with Dana Canetto. For more information on Dana and her services, visit danacanetto.com. That's D-A-N-A-C-A-N-N-E-T-O.com. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome back to Transformation Talk Radio. Um, For those of you out there, we are going to give copies of this book away. And the reason I really love this and having Jess Lowry joining me here today is because 
it's not just a book telling you why you should write your story. It's not just a book that says, yeah, this is the way you go and get published. It truly is a book that takes you step by step and says, do this first. Stop and do this first. Now do this second. Now wait a minute. Now do this third. Even things like recycling your life experience into novel ideas. Totally amazing to look at writing in this way. In a way that, you know, for me, as many writing classes as I've taken, as many, nobody actually broke it down like this. Um, and so I'd like to open up the phone lines, give a copy of the book away. And also, if you've got a question for Jess, let's get it on the air. 1-800-930-2819. And I think we have a couple of these to give away. 1-800-930-2819. Um, Jess, awesome. L- listen, the most dreaded word for me. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> we, you actually have the second one. My top one is, and I think they're related, the most dreaded word I've ever heard in any class I've ever taken and anything I've ever done was the dreaded journal word. Oh. Because it is related to, wait a minute, I don't know how to do it. What if I get my grammar wrong? I mean, journal. But the way you talk about it, though, is a little different. It's a little different than what I think most people understand. Um, why does it all begin with that? Well, the, and I and you know what? When you said the word journal, I did not even see that one coming. But that might be my most dreaded word with writing, <laughs> also. And I think it's because it it feels kind of self indulgent to just sit down and journal. And I was raised to be very not self-indulgent. And so I think that's why I'm drawn to the structure of a novel or a memoir, because you can still get the healing, but it's in service of a complete project. And so you don't have to write a book. You write you write a page, and then you write another page, and then you write another page. And at the end of it, you have a book, but you haven't had to... It's not just journaling. It's not just... Which, which can be very healing for some people. I just like it to, to be in service of something. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Every once in a while, I'll share a little story of my experience of some point, some random point in time, right, Mm -hmm. in my life. And I remember uh, having somebody on the show, I think it was Jewel, uh, Jewel, the singer-songwriter, her dad on the show. Um, And we were talking about music. And I just said to him one day, I said, yeah, you know, I used to be a groupie all the way, Woodstock, the (laughs) whole deal, right? And, you know, and he said to me, what was the most, what was the word he asked? What was the question? What was the most memorable time out of all those concerts? Because he said, most people don't even remember them. And I just said, you know what it was? It was this random day that Janis Joplin played the New Jersey Art Center. Wow. I got there early and her entire crew were playing Frisbee. And I was standing by one of the doors to be in the shade. And she popped her head out. And I had a little, okay, illegal flask of something I was sitting (laughs) on right then. And she popped her head out. And all I could do was say, 
would you like a drink? That was it. That's fantastic. she, She took my bottle. She took a sip. She laughed in a Janis Joplin laugh. And that was the end of my bottle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is amazing. See, so how do we get those experiences? Because I would never be able to journal about that, right? It's so hard right. for me to do. Do right. I have any and other you, options? Right. And that's, and that's just it because a lot of life, uh, is the boring uh, getting from my house to the grocery store or getting <laughs> from the grocery store to work. And it's not sort of those story-worthy uh, right. incidents like you just wrote about, but uh, there are exercises in the book, journaling exercises, where yep. you where you sift through all of your life experiences and you uh, it's just like panning for gold where you will find, right. you'll, you'll, you'll remember things that you had forgotten and you'll think, I could use that, I could use that. And if you're writing memoir, you can uh, use it as is and just shorten the timeline between those big events. And if you're writing fiction, you uh, can disguise the event so that it fits into the larger story you're telling. And so you might not write about uh, Janis Joplin, but let's say you decide to write a mystery novel inspired by your life, and you might have a scene where the main character meets somebody famous, and you can use what you learned in your own life to make that scene real. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so part of this is letting our imagination go. You know what? We live in a world right now that, you know, there are many people that are getting up every day to go into work or they're taking care of the family, taking care of the kids, Mm -hmm. whatever you're doing out there, um, uh, making the money, bringing, you know, surviving, maybe thriving. And, you know, don't think that their stories are story worthy. Yet at the same time, our world right now, has never been more hungry for stories than I think it is now. What do you think, Jess, about that? I absolutely agree. And I think about the stories that I personally am hungry for, and they are not so much stories about, you know, aliens taking over the planet. Although I enjoy enjoy those kinds of movies as well. They're more about stories of how people make relationships work, how people – uh, deal with shame or, yeah. or embarrassment. They're, they're the quiet stories of how people make lives in this world. And if you look what what is on the New York Times bestseller list, a lot of the stories are quiet stories about how we how we make a go of it. And before the break, you asked me what my three uh, yeah what my three things that I use for the the three most important yep. tasks if you're going to do healing writing. And I. The first one for me is for sure read because if you want to do some writing and if you want to get some healing, you got to do you got to do the reading. Uh, and the second one is obviously write. And you don't have to write a book; you write a page a day, and you will eventually have a book. Uh, and then the third thing is exactly what you just talked about, which is letting go. So reading, writing, and letting go of your imagination and seeing seeing where it takes you, seeing where your story goes. It's just it's letting go and trusting in the in the uh, in the power of story to something together. Yeah. You know what I love about this and so much. So I'm going to skip the next break because I've got so much to talk with you about (laughs) is um, you literally take us by the hand. And I say this lovingly, actually, you take us by the hand and you say, do this first. And then 
what I've discovered as a result of following your lead is that when I do this first, I can actually see a result. And I have to tell you that sometimes the idea of writing a book, at least for somebody like me, is really daunting. Mm -hmm. And what compelled you to break it down this way? Yeah, so I, I have a I have an English degree and I teach college mm-hmm. English and and I I realized I read so many books and I wrote so many papers but nobody ever tells you how to write a book. And so you get a lot of discussion about the art of it and the inspiration and you know foreshadowing and and theme and all that good stuff but the the nuts and bolts of it that you do this first and this second I felt like there wasn't any strong resource out there. And so if I was going to invite people to heal as I had through writing, mm-hmm. uh, I felt like I really needed to make it accessible. And I really needed there to be results because uh, if if you have to read the whole book of, that I wrote and then write your whole book, that oh, that'd be overwhelming. But if you can read a chapter and then write a few scenes and you begin to sew it all together step by step, then it's, then we can all do it. We can all get the healing. You know, I have to ask you this question because I work with, I have to, listen, if you met some of the hosts that are on our network, some of these incredible people, every one of them were helping get their book proposals done. They're just amazing. And we've Mm -hmm. started a process here on, on our network where we will have a host that will do an entire series with us. And we know before we start the radio series that this is going to be transcribed each show into a chapter of the book. Mm-hmm. And we've started this process with our hosts because so many of them are like me. And of course, of course I would create something like this for them because what? It's my greatest block. And so here we're creating these amazing, this content. You should see this, Jess, the content that is coming forth from like Lynn Brown, you know, from Dr. Kelly, from Claudette Rowley, business books, you know, books about money, all these books. Is this okay to use a venue like this for people that may not be able to sit down every day. Am I, am I helping them? What do you think? I think absolutely you're helping them. I think there is no one right way to help people. I think Mm -hmm. sharing stories, any way that we do it is going to be healing if they're authentic stories. I think that sounds amazing. And I, and I know for a fact, after 18 years of teaching that uh, some people respond better to listening. Some people respond Mm -hmm. better to doing, some people respond better to writing. Uh, And there's just, there's different learning styles. And so, yeah, no, that's so exciting. I would love to hear all of this together. Is it going to be, is it going to be a a written book or is it going to be a, a radio no, it's they're going to be written books. What's so oh, fascinating about it, we started this about three years ago about a process where, you know, we create an entire radio series over a year's time, but we have multiple intentions in mind because our folks have one thing in common. They want to bring their message to the forefront to help create a better world. Those are the hosts that we have on the network. That's what they want to do. That's the one thing they have in common. And it's it's difficult sometimes for them 
the way they've gotten coached about writing, which is different mm. than the way you have in your book, by the way, um, to sit down and imagine having to take huge amounts of time. But what you've done is you've made this really fun. See, I actually could get really, I could have a really good time with what you've oh, created in this book because it's fun. Good. It should be fun. It should absolutely be fun. And a lot of people uh, who have uh, fears about writing, it's because they, uh, they, most of us have to write about things we don't know. And then we have to research that topic and then we have to put it together in, you know, a five paragraph essay form. But when it comes to writing about the thing that you know best, which is your life and your experience, it flows. It really does flow. You have to break through that crust of, mm -hmm. oh, I, I'm not a writer. It's not something I know how to do. And realize you are the subject matter expert here. And if uh, if there's some grammar errors, that's super easy to fix. There's editors out there who can take care of that. You just need to tell your own story and give yourself permission to have fun with it, just like you're saying. And it's, it's a pretty amazing process. Did you actually say bust through the crust? Did you say that? I think I did say that, bust through the did, crust. Did you know that that uh, I created crustbusting.com like 10 years ago? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do I owe you money now? I've used your trademark. No, I, 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 thought, <laughs> I thought, whoa, boy, did she get, like educate herself about me right there. Right, Benny? Can you believe she actually even said that? Um Here's what I love about this. The doors that we shut, and, and I'm not saying other people shut the doors for us. We shut them ourselves. We shut the doors before we even give, we, before we even give the door an, an inkling of even opening a little bit. The other thing that you said when I said, yeah, the most dreaded word is, is journaling, you said grammar. See, we have a block already about wait a minute, I can't even put a sentence together, let alone a book. I mean, isn't that also another showstopper? Isn't that the next crust-busting thing right there, the whole grammar thing? It absolutely is. And here's the thing. So I'm a grammar nerd. So I know the grammar <laughs> rules. It's, it's completely useless information in life. If Nobody needs to worry about the grammar at all. And some of the studies I've read, if, if you write four times a week, 15 minutes each time, so a total of an hour a week, about what's happening to you and how you feel about what's happening to you, uh, there are tremendous healing benefits. And it's things from uh, reduction in pain, wounds heal faster, uh, mm -hmm. it decreases anxiety, decreases depression. There's all sorts of amazing outcomes if you write, and it doesn't matter if your grammar is good, it doesn't matter if you publish it, you can even burn it when you're done writing it, and you will have uh, the healing. But if you want to turn it into a book, and again, you wouldn't have to publish the book, if you want to turn it into a book, um, it's just one step in front, one foot in front of the other, and it eventually, within a year, you will have completed your book if you start it now. Wow. You know, Let's talk a little bit because I know, my gosh, this hour has gone so, so quickly. Um, one of the things I kind of, I, I, I kind of stopped and, and I got a little bit like, did she really say that? Um, I think in the book, you talk about developing each sentence, right? And mm -hmm. taking a sentence and developing that sentence further. 
Can you tell our listeners about that? Because I had to learn a little bit more about that since doing the radio. Like if I was going to say something like everything I ever wanted to know about life that I I learned selling hot dogs, then Mm. I better have a few other things to say about that, right? (laughs) Sure, sure, absolutely, yes. So I find find that if you first start out with an idea of what you want your book to be about, and so one sentence saying um, everything I learned about life, I learned from selling hot dogs. So that's what you want your book to be about, and then you would write a paragraph, and it doesn't you don't even worry about nobody else is going to see it. You just write a full paragraph of how you think the book will start. Like how mm-hmm. old, how, how far back do you want to go with your story? Are you going to be a seven-year-old, a 17-year-old? So where you want it to start, a list of the major five, six, seven experiences you've had, maybe, uh, you know, getting married, uh, losing a job, getting a job, those sorts of pivotal life events, and where you think you want the story to end. And so uh, will it be when you were 45? Will it be today? Wherever you want the story to end. But after you do that, after you summarize the whole big deal, you take each one of those sentences from your summary and you expand on it. And that's where you find out what you're really going to write about. And that's where things will come to you and you will think, I didn't even know I knew that. Or I didn't even remember that happening. And that's when the healing really begins. But that's also when your story begins to, to get its own legs, begins to flesh out and become something bigger than, than what you thought it could be. Yeah. You know, we're finding today something you said very interesting, and I think it's a myth. You know, there are people that think folks are not reading. We are reading. You know, we're just not necessarily, we may not all be reading from a paper book anymore, but we are reading. Um, And, you know, I think young people are being inspired by what they're reading. You know, we all know that there is an enormous market for creating things for people, young young people to read in their teens and younger. Um, how is it that we've come to believe that people are not reading anymore? I don't know where that came from. You know, I remember in my uh, one of my graduate English classes, and so this would have been maybe uh, like 1995, I was in a graduate English class, and our professor handed out a sheet of paper, and it said, uh, the end of reading is near uh, with this new technology advance. Nobody will ever be reading books anymore. Basically, it's yeah. the end of the world as you know it. It turned out to be an ad from the early 1900s for the ballpoint pen. <laughs> and, oh. and, the idea, and, and if you look through writing and reading technology throughout the ages, every time something new comes, so the newspaper was, the end of the, was supposed to be the end of the book. The Internet's supposed to be the end of the newspaper. So everything is supposed to be the end of something, and I just don't think it's true. I think people will always be drawn to stories, no matter, like you said, no matter what form they come in. I think we will always be drawn to stories. Yeah. First of all, let me thank you for what you're doing. You know, I mean, clearly, you are someone that is writing your own books. You're teaching people about it. Um, and for you to be able to take the time now to put together such a comprehensive and inspiring book the way you have, uh, I think uh, will help so many people that are like me decide that it's actually achievable because we do have stories to tell. We just get blocked by our own 
crust in a sense. Um, Thank you so much for doing this. Um, I want to ask you, please let folks know, if you don't mind, how they can find out more about you, how they can find out what you've written, and anything else you'd like to share. Yeah, thank you so much for your kind words. Uh, My website is www.jessicalowry, and it's L-O-U-R-E-Y.com. Um, I've got email contact on there. I've got a blog with more information uh, about healing uh, healing writing. I blog regularly on Psychology Today as well. And uh, I, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Jess Lowry. And it's been such a tremendous pleasure to talk to you. You are so inspiring. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, you know, and and your book is inspiring me to really take a completely different approach. I have one last question. What's your personal message? What would you, what would just Lowry like to leave us with today? You know, my personal message to paraphrase Mr. Rogers is <laughs> that if you can speak your story, you can survive your story. So anything you can share, whether it's on paper and you burn it afterward, whether it's with a trusted friend, uh, whether it's on the radio, anything you can share will help you and it'll help others too. Well, thank you so much for all that you're doing. Um, I want to thank you for inspiring so many people um, to really bring their stories forth. I think we live today for inspiring stories, Jess. I really think we do that. We live for inspiring stories. So thank you for all of the above. Thank you so much. And I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. And I'd love to let you know that if you've missed any part of this today, you can go to the drpatshow.com or you can go to transformationtalkradio.com. You're going to start to see changes now in our websites, in the way we're delivering content and information. Um, also, our new venue, live streaming, Facebook shows with interactive graphics all of the above because why you all have told us what you want and we are committed to give it to you thank you everyone stay tuned for another hour on transformation talk radio coming up next The preceding audio was via a Skype call.